0: Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands one more time before the Lord, before we read the Scripture. God, we ask you right now, Lord, you would talk to our hearts. I pray right now, God, that you would continue to walk these aisles, Lord, speak to us tonight, God. God, I pray, Lord, you would help us to be sensitive, God, and tender hearted today to the Holy Ghost. Help us, God, to walk in faith, to walk in obedience, Lord. Help us, Lord, to To feel after the Holy Ghost, Jesus. God, give us hearts to be, Lord, to receive your word today in Jesus' name. God, I pray, Lord, you would help us here tonight, Lord, to to get a hold of the word of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah! And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Amen. And then we'll jump down really quickly. Amen. We'll jump down very quickly to... We'll just keep reading. Behold, uh, it says, "I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make of them, uh, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee." Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Amen. He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. Amen. That is what the word of the Lord is to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Amen. That God is speaking to them and God is setting before them an open door. Um, And God wants to do similar things in Abundant Life Center here tonight Amen God, we thank you for your word We thank you for everything that you've done I am praying right now, Lord, that you would use me, God I pray that you would speak through my lips of clay, God Lord, just a humble vessel here today, God I pray you would use me I pray you would speak to our hearts, Lord In Jesus' name we pray Amen You can be seated Hallelujah. Amen. The uh, chapter number two of the book of Revelation, John the Revelator, begins to record what the Lord spoke to him concerning the seven churches of his day: Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And as you study these several chapters in the Revelation, in the Revelation of John. And the characteristics of these churches you find here, uh, you will find that these churches are representative uh, of the spirits at work in the last days that we're living in. You could start talking about the church of Laodicea, uh, which struggled with being neither hot nor cold, but with a spirit of lukewarmness. Uh, They were... They weren't really interested in going all the way with the Lord. They weren't really interested in, in getting on fire for God and getting involved in the church. Uh, but they weren't really interested in backslide either. They kind of just wanted to kind of coast through things and just kind of go go along, get along, to go along. And they just kind of wanted to kind of ride uh, ride on the, on the sidelines and just kind of not really get involved, not really cause any kind of uh, interruption. But not really help push things forward. They just weren't content to be lukewarm. And we know what the Lord spoke to the church of Laodicea with the lukewarmness. Uh, they were rich and increased with goods. And though they had and they thought they had, they had no need of anything. Uh, they were just content with where they were. And, and that was the, the church of Laodicea. And that is representative of the spirit that is at work. Even in the last days, there is going to be a group of people, amen, that will just simply be content with being lukewarm, not really being on fire for God, not really being cold, uh, but just sort of somewhere in the middle, not really going all the way, but not really holding things up. And that is what God wants to speak Amen. To the church here tonight, amen. To resist the urge to be lukewarm. Resist the urge, amen, to just kind of go along to get along. And resist the urge, amen, to just kind of be lukewarm and not really all there, but not really all the other direction either. Amen. That is a spirit that, if you're not careful, will try to get a hold of, the, of us in 2017. That will just say, Well, you know, I don't have to do everything that the preacher talks about. But I don't have to backslide either. I can just sort of, you know, just kind of go along and just kind of uh, blend in with the crowd and just sort of just show up to church and not really go all the way with God. Amen. I, I wonder, I want to, amen, not see that happen in Abundant Life Center. There's also the church in, that is known as the Church of Sardis. And the Church of Sardis was a dead and plucked up church. And I don't want that to ever be said of the church that we're a part of today, that the church... Over there on Seventh Street is a dead, plucked-up church. Amen. People just kind of go there, and they're dead as corn chunks, And there's no life in them. There's no juice in them. There's no there's no zeal. There's no zest. There's no desire. Amen. There's also people in the day in which we live that are representative of the Church of Sardis, just that cold and dead dried up, plucked up church. And by God, I don't want to be that either. Amen. But I want to be a church that is on fire for God. Amen. I want to be an individual, a a part of something. Amen. That is going forward. That is reaching forth for more things than God. I don't want to be dead in my spirit. Amen. You can watch people. Amen. They, They may not have the right balance in their lives. And I've seen people... Amen, that they may get all into the Word of God and then they read the Bible and they hear preaching all day long and they think, well, I'm good. I've got the Word. But they're not mixing with the Spirit of God and they can find themselves dead and dry to be tried I refuse to go on living for God and not have the touch of God on my life hallelujah Hallelujah. there's nothing worse than going to a church amen where you don't feel nothing amen where it feels dead and everybody seems confused and everybody's looking around amen but I don't want to be that kind of church I don't want to be the church of Sardis hallelujah 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 the other type of church amen that is still prevalent the spirit of this church is still prevalent in this day is the church of thyatira a church that was compromised they had a chance to repent and they did not repent so they went on living an unrepentant life amen god spoke to these people and they refused to repent amen god wanted to give them revelation God wanted to give them understanding, but they resisted the word of God. They resisted revelation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want God to be able to speak to me. Amen. I want to be able to be preached to where I can look myself in the mirror and say, yeah, brother, yeah, Nathan Tamarina, you've got some changes you've got to make in your life. Yeah. yeah, you've got to go back to the mirror and say, yeah, Nathaniel Camarina, you've got to hear that word that was preached. And you need to correct yourself. You need to make the necessary adjustments to align yourself with the Word of God. And every single one of us need to go back, amen, back to the book and say, is my life still lined up with the Word of God? Does it still line up with the Word of God? Or am I living a rebellious, unrepentant life? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There have been times, amen, when my pastor spoke to me things I didn't like to hear. And I simply said, yes, sir, I'll make the change. Bit my tongue. Said, God, give me a submissive spirit. Yes, sir, I'll do what you say, man of God. And it's still the same way today. Amen. There may be times you think, "Well, why does who gives him the right to talk to me like that? He doesn't know who I am. He's younger than me. He he's well behind the ears and on down the line." Amen. But I want to tell you today, if you allow God to speak to your life, Amen. God will begin to steer you in the right direction. You may be headed for a crash. You may be headed for disaster. want to be the church of thyatira the church in pergamos was a church that had the doctrine of balaam it was an immoral church with a strong spirit of fornication and associations with the world amen i want to make sure that i don't have amen intimate associations with the world that i live in amen there's still got to be separation from the world in the church amen we are we may be in the world but you know the story we're not of this world amen we're not of this world and there must be a line of delineation amen a line of demarcation amen this is amen this is the line i'm drawing yeah i may be able to go there It may not be sin but i'm drawing a line as for me in my house i'm not gonna do x y and z i've got convictions in my life i'm not gonna allow the spirit of carnality and associations with the world to get in my soul hallelujah the church of smyrna was a church that endured great affliction and if they remained faithful they had the promise of the crown of life and the church of ephesus is one that lost her first love and god said you need to go back and get it go back and get your first love But the church in Philadelphia is what I want to focus on for the next couple of minutes. The church in Philadelphia was a church that the Lord said had an open door before them. They kept God's holy word and did not deny his name. Amen. They held fast to the things that they knew were right and, and the things that were truth in their lives. And they said, we're not going to compromise on the message. We're not going to compromise on holiness. We're not going to compromise on the plan of salvation to please anybody. Amen. We're going to hold fast the profession of our faith. Amen. We're going to hold to that name. We're going to hold to the word of God. I'm going to take my, my Bible and I'm going to beg on, I'm Bible says that the church in Philadelphia, the Lord told him I set before you an open door and I will tell this church tonight. Amen I understand that there's people that are out sick and there's others that are out traveling, but I want to tell this church tonight and I would to God that this word reverberates time and again in your hearts and in your minds. Open door before the abundant eyes syndrome laid them. Hallelujah. If you believe that, why don't you clap your hands and worship the Lord. Come on. If you believe that, why don't you clap your hands.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that we are in. is the 11th hour brother Josh this is the time that the Lord talked about before the master would come back and then he would send labors into the field into the first hour and the second hour he sent some more labors and on down the line the Bible talks Because he said, I just want to be a part. It's the 11th hour, God. God, I mean, you you know what? You're not going to have to fight the same battles he had to fight. Yeah. You're not going to have to fight the same battle that he had to fight. Because that's the value. That's the importance of the 11th hour worker. Amen. God sets before the end time church an open door. Amen. You will not face the same trials and the same storms that the older generation faced. Amen. Because God wants to use this people God wants to use your family and your family and your family even as 11th hour labors to reap the shame reward. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To some it may seem unfair. I had to fight hell. I had to go through Hell and high water to get that anointing. I had to get. I had to fight hell and high water. I had to. I had to face all sorts of things, amen. To see things happen in my church and in my family, and then all of a sudden, God raises up a brother Marcel, and he he just simply steps out in faith and says, "God used me." And God uses him to pray people through the Holy Ghost. That's 11th hour ministry. That's God saying, I'm going to use anybody that is available. Amen. There's just an open door. And if you will open your eyes and say, God, let me find that door. Let me walk through that door. Use me, God. Use me to reach somebody. God, I want to be a part. I want to be a part of that open door. I want to walk through it. Hallelujah, I want to walk through that open door. Hallelujah, I I did not have it told me, but I heard it said through the preaching of the word of God years ago. Amen, Uh, uh, this one minister got up behind the mic and he said, uh, an elder minister of the gospel told me as a young man, Boy, if God opens the door, you put your foot in it. You hear me, son? He told him. the elders, told the young preacher, Boy, if God opens the door for you, you've got to put your foot in it. Amen. Don't you second guess it. If God sets before you an open door, Amen, you simply got to step through that door and say, God, I want to step through that window of opportunity, that door of opportunity. I want to be used by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I realized that a long time ago. Amen. I got that in my spirit. And there were times, now, when Pastor Shoemaker would call and say, Brother Nate, I want you to do this, X, Y, and Z. Well, I didn't tell him. Well, I was, I'm not feeling my best right now. I'm just not feeling 100%. I'm not feeling 100%. No. God opens the door, yes, I'm walking through. God, you'll sustain me. God, you'll make a way. God, you, you open that door for me, God. And, and the only way I'm going to experience blessings and favor and revival in my life and in my family is if I take that step of faith and say, God, I'm walking through that open door. I, I want to I do it, God. I want to do whatever you ask of me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This city here today is probably in the, in the range of 25,000 people already. The, I think the city limit sign probably says 22, 23,000. And that was some years ago. And probably, I would say it's probably about 25,000, safe estimate. Amen. That's a lot of people. That's a whole lot of people. And it's expected to double in the next 20 years. It's expected to double. Amen. This city is a burgeoning city, as they call it. It's growing rapidly. And there's going to be more people coming from the Bay Area and from all different directions. Amen. And I used to joke uh, years ago. And and talking about Lake Drup as a vacation destination. And, and think it's still kind of funny. But and people, you watch them, they're driving out from all over the Bay Area to come to Delosville Farms. It's not so funny no more. Like, wow. My God, they came to Delosville Farms. They live in San Francisco. They came here to have a good time. How about that? You look across the freeway over there, and they got the uh, many times throughout the summer, they got the big water boat competitions, and people are driving out from all over the country to go watch the boat water sport competition. Wow. They're coming here to have fun. How about that? Things are moving. Things are changing. Amen. It's a dynamic environment that we live in. In this broader San Joaquin County, there's probably in the range of 750,000 people. That's a lot of people in the San Joaquin County. That is an open door. That is a Field that's white to harvest. That is something that God has said before this church and said, There is an open door before you, Brother Noah. Will you step through that open door or will you just kind of stay, stay back, stay, keep your distance? I don't want to really get hot and I don't really want to be cold, but I'll just kinda hang out here in the middle and I'll just kind of watch the sinners do their thing and I watch the church people do their thing, and I'll just kind of here in the here in the twilight zone. I'm not really here, I'm not really there. Amen. I want to walk through. That open door. I want to be a part of everything that God has for my life. Hallelujah. I want to realize the great opportunity that is yet in front of me. Hallelujah. Some of the biggest churches. Some of the biggest churches in the Pentecostal movement. I've stated this before within a 50 mile radius. Right around here. That represents what can happen when the people unite and come together to see the will of God unfold in their families, Mm -hmm. in their neighborhood, in their communities, in their cities. Broadly speaking, in the state of California and even more broadly speaking, in the United States of America and in the world. Amen. There is an open door that God sets before his people. Amen. God does not, plan to take his to rapture the church out of here until he's given it everything that he could possibly give and everybody has heard the gospel and this area right here that we live in is your responsibility and your responsibility and your responsibility and my responsibility and on the day of judgment God's going to ask so what'd you do Sister Jean about the river club oh I didn't know that was all me, God. So what'd you do, uh, what'd you do, Brother Marcel, about that area right there, around the liquor store, right there along Louise? Oh, wow. Uh, well, see, <clears throat> no one told me. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, Dom, i you know, I lost her words, and God said, that area is yours. Yeah. It's an open door. And I have to realize, that where I live, in the Mossdale Valley community, God's going to tell me one day, did you try to talk to your neighbors? Whew. I was a little nervous, God. <laughs> they look like successful people, and I'm not that successful. They, they look like they had it together, and they didn't really need it. And, and we're going to make our list of excuses, and God's going to say, no. I told you, if you would step out in faith, I would use you. I told you, if you would just simply step out in faith, I would break to remembrance the things you've learned. Yes. I, I would break to remembrance the things you've learned. That's good. And God's going to ask me one day. So, <clears throat> Nathaniel, Caleb, you worked at Del Monte for a number of years. How many did you tell about me? Mm. Wow. Let's see. Back in <clears throat> back in 1995, there was one time. No. <laughs> God's going to say, No. I put you there. I put you in that position. And one time I remember I realized it more than I ever have. It was several years ago. And this is not something that I am proud of. But it was several years ago as I was working in San Francisco uh, in the financial district. Living the dream. Working in the high rise. Thinking, ah, I made it. This is exciting. Not letting my light shine. And I remember on one particular occasion, uh, a gentleman that I never really worked with one-on-one. For a short season of time, we had to work on a project together. He was a nice guy, smart, good guy. Worked on a project together, and I remember him mentioning something about his wife being sick in the hospital. And I said, man, I'm sorry to hear that. It's a nice thing to say, but it doesn't really do much. That's all I said. And I forgot about it. <clears throat> I didn't offer him Jesus. I didn't offer him prayer. I didn't offer him visitation. I didn't offer him anything. So I'm sorry to hear that. I hope she feels better. That's what the world says, folks. Mm-hmm. I hope she feels better. It came out in the news some weeks or months later, and the national news that his wife that was in the hospital uh, was one of the first uh, death with dignity individuals helped to, if you will, push forward a movement. Probably because of that individual, more people had the whole suicide, death with dignity. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Sorry doesn't cut it. You look back and say, man, if I would have just walked that open door, God was giving me an open door. And He's telling me, i got a my wife that's in the hospital sick, dying. Cancer. Hope she feels better. And God said, That's an open door, David. That's an open door. And because some doors we see that they're open before us, and we say, Well, I I just I don't feel comfortable. The excuses we make are, truthfully, they're lousy excuses <coughs> when we see the repercussions come to full bloom. We think, well, I could have prevented probably that person from committing suicide and the host of others that followed her in that, down that path. And now that gentleman is an advocate for death with dignity. <coughs> but God puts in front of us open doors. And suddenly you find yourself perhaps at a grocery store, Sister D.D., and some cashier opens up and tells you about the Lord, tells you about how they're hurting. Wow, oh, I hope you feel better. You're in my thoughts. It's open door. That's the time that God says you need to just step out in faith and say, let me pray for you right now. Let me come visit. Let, let, me, do, let me teach you about anything. An open door. And today, amen. Uh, out in front of the church, you may have seen it as you walked in, is a van. It's a 15-passenger van that we stepped out in faith that we did not make the decision uh spare the moment. Something that uh, we've been praying about and seeking God about and and plotting the course, if you will, for the opportunity to purchase a van. And connecting with God uh, you know, I was connecting with a pastor shoemaker and, and seeking his counsel and saying, Pastor, there's this really, uh, really nice van, low miles, really, really cheap price. It seems like it's too good to be true. And he told me, I was in prayer when you sent me that message. And I was seeking the face of God. And I felt at that moment to look at my phone. And I saw your message and he began to speak some things into my life and for our church. And I thought that is confirmation that God is saying, now is the time. Now is an open door when this church, if it will step through that open door, can watch people pour through the front doors and you can see children on the altars lifting their hands. And you have that opportunity. You have that open door to say, God, Would you send me someone, God? Would you show me someone, God? Is there some children in my neighborhood that need a ride to church? Perhaps mom and dad, they're good people. They've got nice cars, but they don't want to get up and take their kids to church. God, would you just send me to the right people that I could pick up someone for Sunday school, God? Would you just help me, God, to walk through that open door that is right before me? God, there is so much out there that I can, that I have yet to do, that I have yet to accomplish. If I step out in faith. Hallelujah. I believe, amen, that one day that band will not be enough to bring people to the house of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And in my mind, that band out front represents an open door it's an open door amen whosoever will let him come and drink of the waters of life freely hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. i believe that there is yet the greatest revival that we have yet to see In this church, I believe, amen, that as we wrap up this year and we move into the next year, amen, there's yet more explosive, dynamic revival that God has for this church. Hallelujah, if you believe that, why don't you stand to your feet and why don't you lift your hands and why don't you let your voice out before the Lord. Your words, Lord, Come on, I need somebody Hallelujah. to lift up their voice Jesus. and say, God. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to prophesy to the wind tonight Hallelujah in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus I'm walking through an open door Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah
1: I rebuke them and I
0: I'll find that we have both spirit God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah Satan, you can't. Hallelujah. The only way you accomplish it is by transiting your environment in prayer and she Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Jesus. Shoraba katololo bosha. Yes, Hallelujah, hallelujah. The servant of the Lord named Noah. Thank you, Jesus. And he set out to do the will of God. Hallelujah. God said, You're to yes. preach Noah to the earth to your world. You, You're Jesus. to preach the word of God. Thank You're you, to Jesus. preach it night and day. You're to preach hallelujah, it. You're to publish it everywhere that you can. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, yes. I'm going to tell you what happened. As Noah set out to do the will of God. As Noah stepped through that open door. And said, if it's an ark you want me to build. I'm going to build an ark. Amen. At the end of the day, Noah's family was saved. You say, what is it going to cost me? Do it or not do it. Amen. I gonna tell you, it might cost to your family. It might cost to your family. But if you decide, I'm going to do the will of God, I'm going to pour myself into it. I'm going to give my life to it. Amen, I can guarantee you, God will keep his hand on your family. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's no greater joy than to know that your children walk in truth. Hallelujah. Because you simply said, I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to go through that open door. I'm going to go through that open door. <laughs> oh, so let's talk to the Lord time. let time. to Hallelujah. Shandala lovoshoto. Yeah. Hallelujah. <speaking in Spanish> Oh, defy the armies of hell In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah somebody needs a purpose in their heart right now i'm gonna bring somebody to church i'm going to get a bible study i'm going to make sure that i put somebody on that in that van and i'm going to do my part i'm walking through that open door hey i'm an 11th hour worker hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah